Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Today's pod is also brought to you by Chosen One, a lifestyle brand of the nerd and famous, promoting academic hustle, street culture, and the geek life. Inspired by pop with a dash of retro goodness, Chosen One evolves with the future with a mission to provide a positive and empowering brand that flips the script for nerd kind. Check out their website at www.thechosenone.com, that's one with a W, to see their plethora of merchandise including hoodies, shirts, hats, and more. Available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. Chosen One, the future of nerd kind. Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil and this is the Movie Pals podcast, podcast number 42. So today we have kind of a special one because we are recording this about, we have about a week to the Academy Awards, so. Do we? Yeah. Not even. We I'm losing been, track of time right now, guys. Yeah, we've been, we've been, um, we've been watching a lot of Oscar films. So we're starting it a little differently this time. We're going to keep it pretty light on what we've been watching. I mean, just a brief like, this is it, this is how it is. Uh, we're doing a review of the film The Wife, which is an Oscar-nominated film for Best Actress for Glenn Close. And then we are going to be going into some of our predictions and discussions for next week's Oscars. Because what we'll be doing like we do well, we no, on the pod, I guess this is our second annual one, but we've been doing it for a while. Yeah, uh, We're doing our Oscar bowling again, where we'll be categorizing what we went, think we'll win per our scores. Marco will keep you guys updated on social media on that. Absolutely. So you can play along with us. And the losers, just like last year, will have to watch a movie that the winner assigns to them. So. Right, so we'll see what Nabil and I will be watching uh, this year <laughs> recommended no. by James. And no. See, this happens every time, and then I lose. <laughs> for funsies, so we're not going to give you guys our answers today, just so there's no cheating, okay? Yeah, but we will, keep I mean, we'll probably honest. strongly hint at what we probably think will win, what we deserve to win, we think, and then just kind of an overall discussion of the movies. So. We'll, we'll wink, so because you guys can't, can't see us wink right now. Yeah, so. and I'll be like, this is the one. So, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, so just keeping it short here, guys. Starting with you, Nabil, what you what you been watching? Actually, seen more than just Oscar films this year. Um, cool, Marco. So, <laughs> what did you watch? Um, finally, saw the film Moonstruck. That was in 1987, starring Cher and Nick Cage. And I'm not going to go over like the whole premise of it and discuss it, but um, basically, did you like it? Pretty entertaining, very funny. Not what I thought the story was going to be. A little corny, but I could I could see why uh, Cher could have gotten nominated for an Oscar and won. Nice. So, not me. It was it was fun. <laughs> Just kidding. It was a different role. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, Nick Cage still crazy, crazy even in the '80s. So you know, crazy. I changed. Was that a unibrow? Um, 
Nick little Cage. unibrow, yeah. missing a hand. You know, it's a thing for him. Yeah, good stuff. Um, also got the chance to see Stan and Ollie. That's a 2018 film uh, starring John C. Riley and Steve Coogan as uh, Har- uh, Hardy and Laurel. Or Laurel and Hardy, actually. Um, and that was just about the comedy duo that was based back in the 30s that um, kind of did a one more kind of tour uh, in the, I believe, in the 50s, if I'm not mistaken, um, to reignite their careers because they were trying to make a movie. Um, and they did a tour around all around Europe or London, I should say, or sorry, the United Kingdom. Um, and they were drawing in crowds. They were still funny. They still had it. Uh, people wanted to see them. Um, and it was kind of an interesting take on them. Do you, th- do you think it was a, I mean, there was a lot of buzz up into the Oscars yeah. in this one because it got some Golden Globe nominations. Do you think this was a snub? I think it was. I think the, the film itself wasn't the best film, but mm-hmm. I think the portrayals were really good. Uh, John C. Riley did great. I thought he That's was really too, good. Yeah. Um, in this film and it was just a really good take on seeing them as people and what they were going through and as performers and how people saw them and uh, Steve Coogan was great too um, he's usually really good in the things he does but I really thought John C. Riley stood out in this film so um, it's limited release but if you're able to see it it's still playing in some small independent theaters nice uh, what about you Marco I've been watching not so much but um, one of the few things I have been watching is uh, Man in the High Castle which is the Amazon Prime original and season three just recently premiered, so I got to catch up on that and marathoned the whole thing. Wow. And just real quick, it's a post-apocalyptic story that uh, is about a dystopian America in which the uh, Axis powers actually won World War II rather than the Allies. Um, season three, I think, is very meta and very relevant to today, and I would highly recommend it. If anyone has not caught up on the show or watched it, I'll give you guys more of a detailed uh, description later on because we're just kind of blowing through what we're watching right now. But uh, all I can say is I really enjoyed it. Um, it's very powerful, and I would damn near watch the whole series again right now. Yeah, nice. So, I've, I've been wanting to see that show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> aside from that, I've just been watching a whole bunch of Oscar films. But <laughs> since we're going to be going down the list today... Not going to go ahead and mention all those. So I'll keep you guys posted as to what else I've been watching next time. What about you, James? What have you been watching? So, um, on top of uh, Oscar films, I've also been binge watching all the Netflix Marvel shows. So I knocked through all of them now, actually. So, so I'm on, I made it all the way to Punisher up. season two. Nice. And I'm about halfway done with that. Uh, I will say I'll agree with Marco about Daredevil season three. That one was hands down the best one. So. It's just um, fucking epic. Yeah, solid. It's good pacing, too. So um, I saw two horror films, too. One of them was terrible. One of them wasn't. <laughs> uh, Truth or Dare, 2018 film about a group of friends that go to Mexico and get into a demonic game of Truth or Dare. I mean, I can't believe I'm even saying that. So uh, it's bad. <laughs> Don't see this fucking movie, guys. Bad. <laughs> I remember when it was a trailer, Marco was like, this looks terrible. Yeah, I was like, I might terrible. give it a try. No, <laughs> no don't. This movie fucking sucks. Uh, Happy Death Day is the other one that I watched, and I actually really like this one. Yeah, better than you um, think, right? Yeah, better than I think. Uh, it was ruined for me because the fucking uh, Trailer? trailers for the sequel ruins who the fuck the killer is in this movie. So no sense. I'd say if you're going to see this movie, don't watch the trailer for it unless it's already been ruined. Um, even though it was ruined for me, it still was enjoyable because I think the lead, she does really well in this movie. Monsters. Because it's basically Groundhog's Day meets Scream, so she keeps getting killed over and over and has to find out who the killer is. Nice. And lastly, I saw the movie Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, I mean, we saw a lot of them, and truthfully, we'll touch more on it when we get into it, because this is an Oscar-nominated film for several things, actually. 
And uh, this one stars Melissa McCarthy as the author. Um, Lee Israel. Lee Israel. Lee Israel. There I actually saw that one too. She is a piece of shit writer that basically <laughs> yes. starts selling uh, fake letters to make ends meet. And it's kind of a dark comedy, guys, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to be, which is funny because the movies that I thought I didn't wouldn't like, I liked. And the movies that I thought I would like, I didn't like for a lot of the Oscar films. So we'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I, I thought she was sympathetic, but at the same time, I was like, man, she... Really is a fucking she's horrible a, person. Yeah, she's a slob too. It's hilarious. There's a scene with her cat just fucking died. <laughs> Literally, in in two ways he died. In two ways. <laughs> I just thought about that. I said, like, "Ooh, play on words." Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all I watched, guys. That's our brief little what we've been watching. Let's move on now. We're switching it up here, guys. We're gonna do our review of the film The Wife. Next time I introduce you, try a little eye contact. And next time, don't refer to me as your son, the half-baked writer. You shouldn't leave my approval to write. Everyone needs approval, Joe. Hello? Am I speaking to Mr. Gosselman? I'd like my wife to get on the extension. Hello, Iran? It is my great honor to tell you, Mr. Gosselman, that you have been chosen to receive the Nobel Prize in Literature. Tell me this isn't some great big fat joke. It's all real, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh. Welcome to Stockholm. We are so delighted to have you here. I came across some of your stories in the College Journal, beautifully written. Joe had a very heavy hand as a teacher. Did he encourage you to keep writing? A writer writes because he has something personal to say. You write with intelligence, but you're detached. The characters are supposed to be detached, especially the mother. My wife doesn't write, thank God. Otherwise, I'd suffer permanent writer's lock. (laughs) Don't ever think that you can get their approval. Who's? The men. The ones who decide who gets to be taken seriously. A writer has to write. So the IMDb for the wife here, guys, is a wife questions her life choices as she travels to Stockholm with her husband when he's slated to receive the Nobel Prize for Literature. This is directed by Jorn Runge. It stars Glenn Close as Joan Castleman, Jonathan Price as Joe Castleman, Max Irons as David Castleman, Christian Slater as Nathaniel Bone, Harry Lloyd as Young Joe, and Annie Stark as Young Joan. And let's start with you, Marco. Yay or nay? I'm going to say yay. Uh, not almost said yay. No, mm-hmm. this is a nay for He's me. Like, yay, yay. I, uh, I can't recommend this one, truthfully. I just um, I, I didn't like the story too much. I thought it was poorly executed. And I thought the dialogue was horrible as well. Okay. Um, okay. There wasn't much good to this movie. There is some good, which I'll go into um, as far as what worked and what didn't work when we go over that. But um, yeah, this, this was hard to get through. Like, I, I was struggling with this movie. No, so. no worries. Uh, what about you, Nimo? I was yay for me. I liked it a lot. Um, thought of what is one of the better films um, that I that we've seen for the Oscar picks. Um and Glenn Close's performance was superb. Um, That's the only saving grace, in my opinion. I thought I thought she was amazing in this film. Yeah. Um, I think the premise of the story was great too. Um, I do disagree. I thought the I I thought the story was told well. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, the film for me really worked. Cool. Uh, for me, it's a it's a nay. It was hard for me to get through this one as well. Um, it's a very simple story, and I understand where it's coming from as well. The sort of how long can a woman stand by her man and try to pretend everything's all right kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of like a 
I mean, I don't want to touch on it too much because we don't get too political on here, but it's very much like a Me Too film in a way with a lot of the aspects of kind of standing up for not getting abused by a man because it's she going close even in interviews has said it's almost like in a way it's funny they're going to Stockholm because it's almost like she has Stockholm syndrome right because she's practically been captive by her husband who's not the coolest guy in the world he's a piece of shit question mark you know what I mean yeah he's he's not a nice guy so it's definitely one of those things where doesn't seem by the way side note Jonathan Price always plays like some creepy old dude kind of doesn't he Mm. So I was like, eh, fits his character, I guess. But um, there are cool moments, which we'll talk about uh, in a moment here, of course. But for the most part, I, I don't know. Like, Glenn Close was okay to me. I didn't think she was like... Did you think it was an amazing performance from Glenn Close, like, truthfully? I thought it was really good. I, I, I wanted, truthfully, I wanted more of her in the movie. And that that's one of the things that, that killed it for me. Even so much more in... in with the flashbacks, as much as I liked those, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, give me more Glenn Close because it's good to see like where she is now and how she has held this yeah. this guy up his whole life, and I like seeing like how strong she was without even flexing. Like she was just so like stoic and uh, she she just held herself carried herself very very well mm-hmm. compared to her husband who was just like horrible and i just i didn't think that i had enough of that and i i craved and wanted more because those were the interesting parts everything else in between like all the side story stuff with like christian slater and stuff was just a, a waste a waste of he time he was kind of just like opinion. stirring the pot kind of thing. yeah, yeah. Bill, i just i want to ask you though since you really liked it though like what was it about glenn close's performance that was like amazing i think that it's the way that she portrayed it's kind of like you guys were saying um how she's kind of trapped in the in the situation but she's also in the sense of she wanted to get her uh wanted to i don't want to spoil anything so she wanted to uh really be in the world that she's in yeah um and she was kind of taking pride in that even though she wasn't really being vocal about it so she let her husband take a lot of the fame um and oh, yeah, was very definitely. very very pop you know very famous and she knew that and she was okay with that um so long as she was able to you know get pride in her work essentially and i think that's just the way she portrayed her character the way she would look at uh jonathan price you know when he was doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing and just just kind of it's it's very glenn close-esque where she just kind of stares yeah. into the void but you could tell that she you know she could just blow off on somebody when she's having a one-on-one talk with christian slater um i enjoyed that performance of just her going back and forth and being challenged and not feeling but at the same time yeah not being provoked you know and, and being able not to to be to be restrained in her responses she was very wise with what she said yeah i agree with that meticulous. and she did a lot with just her facial expressions without saying much and that it takes a lot of talent to pull that off so i i agree with that part bill i get i mean yeah i guess but i mean it didn't blow me away like i'm looking at the list here like olivia coleman lady gaga and like they acted circles around her i I, I see i disagree with the different different circumstances like i'm not gonna remember this movie a year from now I I'll remember her performance only because I do I like I I can understand or at least have some sort of empathy for her character with yeah. what she had dealt with and being in a, in a way like living a life where she like people were stepping all over her and stuff even yeah. though she was val- she was worth a lot more like she had accomplished a lot more I guess for me it's just because I just didn't find any interest in the movie yeah like I wasn't I mean 
10, 15, 20 minutes in, I was like, okay, this is it. Oh, yeah. I think the the movie as a whole, I think, wasn't executed well, in my it opinion. It reminded me, like, very much, me and Mark were talking about, like, how The Post reminded me last year. Yes. Like, hey, decent movie. Boring as fuck. Yeah. There was, but so, there were some good performances in yeah. that movie. However, the overall story and execution of it didn't hold, didn't hold up. No. That's the thing. And I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, in terms with the wife, is that it was so hyped up. And I was so excited to see this movie. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I got to see Glenn Close, like, be great, which I, I did see to a point, but I didn't see enough. But in the story itself and the dialogue itself was just horrible. And also, and boring camera angles, too. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm no, a sucker for cinematography. There's, there's, there's I mean, dude, just, like I said, there was nothing compelling, nothing well, that wowed me. That's what a I was friend of mine even said it. Aside it, from Glenn Close's performance. It's damn near like a, it's almost shot like a play. Yeah. If you look at it that way, like there's sets, mm. basically. Which, I mean, technically every movie shot like a play, if you think about yeah. it. But there's nothing that blows your mind in this one. Nothing... Now, I, mean, I would say, I would say, from a, a cinematic standpoint, watching it at home, watching it in the theater, you're not going to gain anything or lose anything out of that. No, um, you really this this is one of those films, and I think this is why I like it. That this is very dialogue driven. This is very character driven. As soon as I watched the Nabil, I knew I was <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a Nabil film. Yeah. I'm I'm all about kind of the heavy dialogue films, um, and this is this is all about that and about the character and and what they I mean, have to say and what they're I doing. I am too to a point, but. And and honestly, I think that's the performances that Glenn Close and I actually like Jonathan Price in this film. The character was a piece of shit, and he was supposed to be. I actually like him too. You know, I thought he did exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. My gripe here, and I think we've kind of talked about this, is his son, who uh, is Max Irons, Fuck David yeah. Kesselman. <laughs> oh, no idea yeah. what he he's, he looks like. He's like thirty five, but he's acting like a nineteen year old. Like Dude, I don't know. I'm he's like, please like, stop hey. whining, yeah. man. He, I mean, if anyone wants to know, he he really wants his dad. During the most important moment of his fucking life to read a book he's written or something. I mean, they don't, it's writing, I guess. And he takes every little offense to this, like every moment he can. Like his dad mentions something like, oh, my my son's finding his voice. And he's like, uh, David here loses his fucking shit. Like he just found out his family got murdered for something. Exactly. (laughs) Like, like, and I'm, I'm making it sound way more interesting than no, it actually his, is. His tantrums were just so fucking annoying to watch. I was like, God. I thought it was hilarious, yeah. though. I think that was a we- the, definitely the weakest part. And it's not just the character, but the relationship with them and the kid. Because they try to make it look like it's kind of broken. Why is he even there? Why is he, you know, why even bring him along? Uh, why I mean, mother, like, his dad's like, in the thing. His it, sister can't go because she's pregnant. Right. And, well, so it just seems like it was... I did like Jonathan Price's performance. It's cool because, I mean... I thought he, I thought he acted better than Glenn Close. Technically, right. he does a lot of hints of things that, like I was telling Marco too, like he actually is. I mean, that's getting spoilerish, I guess, but he's not who he seems he is. No, and when he all. gets flustered or really angry with someone, he reverts back to a, a dialect that shows you that he's yeah. not quite as educated as you which, think. Which he I is. did notice quite a few times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He starts sounding like a like one of these guys and, break yeah. your fucking legs, you know? Mm, so. Yeah. I I I don't think his performance overshadowed Glenn Close. Because I mean there's there's a way to act with uh like so much dialogue like he did versus someone like I said that had few lines no, yeah, that's that true. That's you know that did a lot of her performances in silence. And like that's where I think that you you still got the 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 sympathetic and empathetic feeling towards Glenn Close, Glenn Close with her facial expressions as he did with Jonathan Price with him speaking as well. So I thought they were probably on equal terms, but I still think that she had the. I the mean, if anything, hand. they were definitely like the the stars of this one for me. Oh yeah, yeah. like you said, Christian Slater, he was cool, but once again, 
not very necessary. He was he was sure that, like you guys said, start a pot. I feel like they were just like, let's just throw someone's name in that. No. it's kind of well known. Let's just put Mister Robot in there. Yeah, I mean Christian Slater was good for what he had. Like, yeah, he's very he was very he's much literally himself, there to stir the know, shit up. Yeah, he was just himself like, as an asshole. I, found out about I, I mean, I liked seeing him there in the movie, but yeah. I like James. I don't think he was very necessary. Also, very. I don't know why I felt that it was odd, but. I don't know why it's set in the nineties. Is there? I didn't know. Ninety two. Yeah. Was there a particular reason that it had to be set in the nineties? Uh, again, without saying too much or spoiling too much before the spoilers, I just wish they would have shown more of what uh, Joan Castleman did throughout the years and shown more of that. It's kind of funny because it's only an hour and a half long, right? This movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not long, and it's almost like if they had shown more of a gradual progression or reveal of it, it probably would have been a better payoff. Yeah, I yes. enjoyed the flashback not just, scenes. They did definitely. a lot of yeah. they did a lot of telling in this one, not showing. Yeah, yes, Which, that, that that was a lot of my me, gripe with it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's boring. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move into spoilers because I want to. We definitely want to talk about the twist here. So if you want to What's check this out, <laughs> uh, I would definitely hold off and skip ahead to our topic of the week where we're going to talk about the Academy Awards. Yes. So go ahead and take a look at those times. And meet you back here. All right, guys. So back here in a spoiler section, let's talk about it now. The twist here is that it is revealed in the film that Joan has actually been writing everything. And also, don't watch the trailers because they reveal it in there too. Yeah, which I think... Might maybe help me a little bit to like this more because I didn't see the trailers. And I, so knew I, right the the I knew right off the bat. I knew right off the bat. I was like, she's the one that wrote it all. I was like, why is this like? Then I was like, is that the real reveal? I was like, Damn. shit. I thought it was gonna be something worse. Well, like, th- they had some clues in it, like Joe Pr- Joe Castleman. I want to call him Joe Price. I'm mixing the actor and the, and the character. <laughs> The but not knowing his own character, jo- yeah, Joe Castle not that? knowing, yeah, not knowing his own character, <laughs> and when they showed her in the flashbacks doing some edits and showing that she was better at character development, I mean, they hinted at it too, like, hey, we noticed your, uh, we read your early shit and it sucks. And I yeah. listened to the slash film cast and they kind of spoil it too, so I kind of, knew, uh, I, mean, I didn't, yeah, I kind of knew what had happened. I skipped and, a couple weeks of it and see, like, if they had shown. More of that, more of her writing the stories of her putting the work, because I I appreciated that. Even though it wasn't Glenn Close, they could have done more future shots and um, uh, made her look a little bit younger of her writing more stories and accomplishing these feats. And I think that I would have appreciated that more. Do you guys think it almost is the reveal is a little too late? Like it's like the last ten minutes of the movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I felt like it took a really long time to get to the. I point. think the the fact that they were trying to draw it out and say, oh, it could be or couldn't be. Like just they were they were playing there's that so up too hint, much. There's so much hints have. though. It's like yeah. this is definitely not him. Yeah. And like I said, he whenever he um, gets flustered, he reverts back to this is a New York sounding like a pretty big fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. he's got a Brooklyn esque accent, mm-hmm. which I mean I butchered earlier, but it's funny because it's it's like a subtle hint that like he's he's putting on a show for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's like the front man for. Uh. So for the most part, though, Nabil. What was like the best moments for you and worst moments on this one? I think the best moment was honestly the very end where she kind of goes through the whole breakdown with him and their argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <laughs> as, as James and I always goes through a movie and waits for the scene that's the Oscar scene. It was the one where she's freaking out. In the yeah, yes. that's the Oscar Same scene. I was like, that's it. Same thing. They're that's where she's throwing that. the shit to. Yeah. The book. Yeah, mm-hmm. guaranteed. So um, that was that was definitely the scene 
to watch and it kind of all comes up together. I will say what I didn't like though was her motivation all of a sudden saying, I can't take this anymore. And so when she was, was the it, one who's willing to, to go through it. For you to but do you think it's the moment that she realizes when he's doing the speech? Like she didn't want to hear her name on stage, right? Yeah. So did that just trigger something? Like it's almost like a slap in the face? Yeah, that's I think exactly what it was. And she yeah. even though he really, I think, truly felt that he was giving her credit without yeah. her knowing, you know, without actually officially acknowledging her. Um, to her, it was just like I did all this work. It's like salt in the wound. Right. Yeah. What, I a, be what a shitty excuse on his end, too. He's yeah. like, I watched the kids and made food. Oh, yeah. When what he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. good for you. <laughs> dude, I was like, man, fuck you. I, I like, literally bro. said out loud, I was fuck like, dude, you, dude. Egos are just fucking a toaster, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus. But, Although dude, the kid but sounded see, like a handful. Was, the kid was crying like I crazy. I would have liked it, and that scene would have had more payoff if they would have shown a history of him earning his his accolades and stuff over the years and her just in just watching this over and over again to finally say you know what this is the last straw that broke the camel's back i'm just i've had enough of this shit over a lifetime i think and i, I agree with that i would have enjoyed that I, I agree that in a sense of if they added 30 minutes to the film and showed a not lot more th- of his I mean, infidelity and I showing think- her motivation though like saying he cheats on her and then she's like i'm gonna make a character true, off of this kind of thing true because like, we just hear about it yeah like oh he has he has a fair i mean technically showing he's, that each time he's i feel like that the, would have the camera chick and then yeah. he's like oh i mean yeah. i'm like it's hinted at pretty strong yeah. too and yes nabil yes i agree showing more of that stuff yeah. and have showing the history of it over and over again to where she's finally like had enough even just a few handful examples All right would have been great and would have added because they only really show her being a homewrecker in the beginning, right? And, that's and it. then afterwards, pretty much is like boom, like here's the her writing then, like and getting him the job. Like, they didn't do enough with the yep. flashbacks. Didn't even have to be like so much. It could have been subtle clues, like her finding other jewelry in his pockets or yeah. something, you know, to kind of show, oh dang, like she's like sustained this behavior for but so then she's long. She's just cool with it too. It's like yeah, right, I mean. Because Curtis Slater brings it up, and she's just like, "Well, he's a he's a genius. That's what happens." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and I mean that goes back to the whole Stockholm thing. Like she's brainwashed into thinking this is okay. This is the way of life. It's okay that a guy took your credit for everything that you've done, all the hard work. Like technically, she's the one that should be winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. So I, I, I think, it's just, I, I think it was a mixture of that and her like persevering and rising above this and wanting to control her own narrative rather than letting someone else do it. Like even in the end when she wouldn't let the biographer write about it and she said, you're not going to do this or otherwise I'll sue your ass. And it's like she wanted to be still have control of her life and yeah she still wanted to have that power yeah exactly she wouldn't she didn't want to give him that power and at the end is it something where like she's just kind of like well he's dead now and i wouldn't want to tarnish his fucking name i i think the epilogue shouldn't have happened it was kind of weird right that shouldn't they shouldn't have shown him after on the plane and then having the conversation should have ended right there that's where it should have stopped and then you know she had her freedom essentially is where you would have left it at but now they showed the exposition oh and then they're going to talk to the son and say you know we're going to explain this when you get like why i didn't like that line either dude they treat the son like he's like fucking 12 yeah (laughs) right i'm like what the fuck what is he because my dude, my favorite parts where he finds that like he's high or something, yeah. and that whole scene is just fucking so poorly. We have written. to look up how old this guy is. I, I hope the guy. I thought a kid. it was really. I mean, I hope, but so. I don't think so. All right, guys. Any closing statements on this one? I think I think it was uh, a good film. I I do think it's worth watching if if anything for uh, Glenn Close and John Price's performances. Um, I do think you should watch it without watching the trailer. Yeah, don't watch the trailer. Um, 
and it'll it'll be a little different. I can see where your guys' concerns are, um, and I don't disagree. There's a reason why it's not best picture for sure. But I think solely for the performances, it's it's a, a great film to watch. Yeah, I think for Glenn Close's performance, it it could be worth it if you're curious. I mean, it's available for rental on Amazon Prime Video. I'm not gonna push it that hard though. Like if you're just not interested at all, just don't don't bother. But um, yeah, you know, if you're a Glenn Close fan, then probably just watch it for her. Yeah, I'd say decent performance. It's one of those Oscar films, so if you're trying to complete your little quest here, go for it. Outside of that, I mean, it's yeah, I think it's kind of a niche audience for it's aimed at. But that, I mean, I seem to be in the minority since it's doing pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes. But outside of that, guys, that is our review of The Wife. Let's move on now to our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. Hi, guys. So the topic of the week here is Oscar predictions and discussion time. What? I got to ask you guys. You guys, I mean, Nabil did a fucking three-pointers all all weekend. (laughs) So we're going to do it like this. We're going to introduce category nominees. We're basically, we're skipping a couple here. No offense to these categories, of course. But documentary short, live action short, animated short, foreign language, and documentary. But we will have picks for those for Sunday, so we're not technically skipping them. We just truthfully we haven't seen a lot of those. Yeah, it's so. hard to it's hard to really talk about it when you haven't really seen them. So we so I mean, it's, not it's hard, it's hard to get access to those too. So. Yeah. Um, before we start though, I want to ask you guys because I mean, once again, we're doing a competition. Any movies that you guys have watched? Um, I know Marco still only has two more to knock out. Yes, which is not crazy. It's like Christopher Robin and um, At Eternity's Gate. Out of all the, what was what was the most interesting film or one that kind of threw you for a surprise on these lists? Um, if any, maybe not. Maybe none of them were. No, there. And actually, Nabil still needs to watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I do need to see the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> um, but I think what was a really surprising film for me was Black Klansman. Um, I hadn't seen it. I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan. I like some of his movies for sure, but like he's not my kind of director. Truthfully, I mean his last decade he hasn't made a yeah. good film honestly the last man. film that i remember yeah. liking from him of within this century was uh inside man yeah you know good film really um, good film but like that one know, not, not the miracle at saint anna right yeah <laughs> god it's bad but um i actually like black Klansman. i liked um the performances i i thought it was a very i don't know how much of it is uh 100 true i didn't really follow up with that anything yeah. but i know that i know some of it was a bit embellished but for the most part was a very good take on it, and I, I thought it was... I was surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah, what about you, Marco? Man, there's a few of them that actually kind of stood out for me, really. I know most recently, uh, Roma, we just reviewed that one. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I knew nothing about that movie, and it is quite, quite a powerful film, so... Uh, I just love the way Marco's it was shot. Marco's lip is quivering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold me back. Um... Isle of Dogs, which I had uh, not seen at all. Uh, I good movie, I, right? Yeah, talked about it last yeah, time. So movie. many people had mentioned that movie to me, and um, I guess a lot I'm of not... people told me they didn't like it. And then really? same, I, yeah, same. I I just heard I heard mixed reviews about it, and I, I want to say that's I, what took me so long to see it. Yeah, same. So I wanted that to kind of die down for a while, and then I would go in on a clean slate and just give it my own opinion. But I I really enjoyed it. I did, especially reading reading up on the background about it and what how like how like what Wes Anderson did, what was going through his mind when he was uh, filming it, the fact that he uh, really did uh, explore Japanese culture. Yeah. So I, which I uh, mean, 
was part of like the negativity. There was a lot of controversy between because of that. Of that was a white dude doing a Japanese film. I know. But I mean, I thought it was he had a, well he had done. A, it's, it's, I mean, if you watch the movie, they explain it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So you know, watch movie, have your own opinion. Uh, but that one really stood out. Um, and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs as well. Wow, two Netflix movies. Look at that. Netflix two for two. Well, Island Dog's not yeah. Netflix. Well, he's talking about Roma. Oh, Roma. Roma. Shit. Yeah. You're right. You yeah. Did three. So got, I asked for one. Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> asked for I'm cheating. One, sir. Look at that. I know I said we wouldn't cheat, but here I am. You know, Mine was my vow, um, so. What about you, James? Uh, blind spot. Oh wait, that didn't get nominated. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. Motherfuckers. Oh, I fucking um, love that movie. Uh, if Bill Street could talk, hands down, probably one of my favorite films of 2018. I've talked about it numerous times. I wish I had seen this in 2018 because really it would have been on my top 10. That movie really got snubbed from not getting Best Picture. I have no idea. They don't use up all their fucking things either. So it's like, what are we doing? Agreed. I mean, I'm going to cheat a little bit too here, and I'm going to mention Cold War, which, spoiler alert, I had to cut out of the last podcast, so our entire section on Cold War doesn't exist anymore, Bill. So we can talk about it now. It's in the archives. Cold War is quite good actually really and good. that was a movie i saw with nibble and his wife and uh i'm not a huge fan of foreign films but this is one that definitely pacing was really good on it it's a cool love story and i mean for the first 10 minutes i didn't quite think i was gonna like it but then no this is a really well done movie it doesn't go where you think it's gonna go and yeah. it ends up being a very intense love story very um, intense too. Yeah. i mean much better done than i thought it would have come off as too right uniquely um, shot as well and for some reason i don't know why because i would never be in that situation but i kind of related with the characters too nabil's like, like, <laughs> Nibel is like in a past guys. life nabil was a polish farmer that yeah. became a folk singer he's like i know what she's going through i could play piano. he's got he's got a pitchfork on him right now yeah. so Nibel, like, please put that away he's like i've sung propaganda for the russian fucking government <laughs> oh, God. what the hell are they doing no, but yeah, for real. It was it's sad, sad I missed this one. I got, I got invited, but I couldn't make it. It's honestly, I think it's it's the visuals. It's shot in black and white. You know, it's got the. I think it's a four by three. Yeah, it's four ratio. by three. Yeah. Very much like how first performed is shot. Well. So, so just that, the setting, the time, um, it, it was just a very immersive film to be able to go through that, and then yeah. the performances and the passion that they the the um, actors had, all of it just worked. Um, you know, you could have easily had it be uh, American actors in the you know in the same time period, and would have been fine. You know, like it, it works well. It does work well. But for anybody that did not catch it, it will be on Amazon Prime on March twenty second. Gonna look forward to that. Yeah. So I would say even if it's after Oscar season time, I would still check it out, Marco. Definitely. So without further ado, guys, let's start going through what uh the categories here, and we will talk about them. So starting off, I will be doing starting it off. We're gonna go in a circular pattern here. Starting here, we have Best Film Editing, and the nominees for Best Film Editing are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. So guys, this is how we're going to do it here. We're not going to spend a ton, ton of time. I mean, some will go by quicker, some won't. Uh, for this one, who do you guys think would win, and who do you think should win, or both? Who do I want to win? I want the, the Favorite to win. I actually agree with you on that one. I think that deserves to win and will win. I think so too. I think that one will win. It deserves to win. Uh, however, I would not be saddened or disappointed if Bohemian Rhapsody won that one too. Hmm. I disagree with both of you. <laughs> I was looking at Black Klansman for that film, uh, for film editing. I think that the the cuts are great. I think the way they kind of jump around to the story, it's it's very seamless. Um, I I thought the editing was was great in that film. 
I did we see a different movie? No, dude. <laughs> I, it's a little too choppy at the end too. There's sequences no, where I, that movie goes on too long too. I think I, I liked it. I thought the editing was good, but the favorite I think favorite done so well, bar none the best. It had some of the best cinematography too. So yeah, not going um, into cinematography, yeah, of course yet. But uh, but yeah, I I just think that it that it did a great job with the editing. Truthfully, I wouldn't be shocked if Vice wins. By the way, Vice yeah, is edited I be surprised incredibly Vice. well too. Um. I, I agree with that as well. I think that Vice actually has a stronger chance overall, but yeah, I don't know. I can't see Bohemian Rhapsody winning. No, not at all. All right, uh, next category: visual effects. Uh, nomination uh, nominees are Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo: A Star Wars Story. What do you guys think? It's kind of a toss up for me, man. Tell you the truth, um, I think First Man's going to win for this one. Really. Uh, yes, because of the recreation of the moon sequence itself is outstanding. No, they just used an old set that was banned. <laughs> You're like, it was recycled, bro. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're like the same one they used for the fake moon landing, bro? <laughs> come on now. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, what, were you fucking crazy? You guys um, think we fucking really went up there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Avengers, Solo, and Radio Player One are damn near in the same category. They really like, are. Practically the same thing. I don't think those will win. Uh, no Marvel films ever won. Uh, Ready Player One, maybe, but probably not. Solo, they've never given one to a Star Wars film because the fucking Academy hates them. Don't be shocked if Chris Robin wins, though. Those those bears looked. I mean, okay, so you've seen it now. Really, yeah, they looked really. You know what I'm real. talking about, right? Yeah, I was all for it, dude. If like, you didn't know as a kid, you'd probably think they're real. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna see it tonight, so I'll, I'll find out what real. this nightmare is because. <laughs> You know? When you look into Pooh's eye, if you say Candyman you know five times, he grows <laughs> on you. Though it, it, it gets, it's very. I'm, about I'm this. afraid. I'm afraid to watch this one with the lights off, guys. Yeah, don't. You have nightmares. Okay, no, but what I'm talking about, we talked. I talked about it last pod. Yeah, it's only that initial scene it's where it's shocking, creepy because yeah. he's technically. It's kind of a creepy scene. It's Chris Robin rolling up, got all the animals eating mm-hmm. cake, mm-hmm. right? Nabil shaking. Then, but then after that. It's almost like it's okay. It's like yeah. oh, I'm kind of used to it now. Well, it's also how how are they eating the cake? <laughs> so, but who do you guys think will win it though? Um, I'm going with Avengers: Infinity War. Um, I think that it's going to be their time to get something. Bold and cotton. I, I'm Bold really, move. Cotton. I'm playing with my heart. Bold here. move. Okay. But I really do think that give that one twenty five. There's please. a lot. There's a lot of good visual effects as a whole. Like they put a lot of money into this. They they made this. This is definitely the best looking. So wait, what is the, the scene films. that blew your mind visually? Um, when they're on that uh, one of the the moons, I think it's or the Titan. I think is what the I don't know, Bill. You're the one that likes what? this movie. I don't know kidding. what <laughs> Thanos' homeworld Titan is. That where they were at? Yeah, yes. it's when they were on the planet with uh, Iron Man and Spider Man and all that. Yeah, Titan. that that scene I think is just like just to let you know, awesome most man. of the visual movies on that usually win the Academy Award are not all CG like right, that sequence right. that you're mentioning. Sure. I know. It's usually a mix of the two that can like makes it look like it's like oh I didn't even know that's why I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if first man of Chris Rock wins so solo might win too though there's a lot of practical effects and I would love if that Ron Howard truthfully I would love that it was one. a good movie I, I would agree with James first man I think first man will win it yeah I think it uh, I wouldn't mind if Avengers Infinity War would win it solo a Star Wars movie. Fuck yeah, I would love that one to win. But yeah, I agree with James. Cool. They're not Star Wars. There's not. They're not going to get it. Right. First Man, I think, has the best blend of both like practical and, and uh, visual effects and CGI effects. So that's yeah. why I think. That's why I win. think that's going to win too. And sure. if you haven't seen it, please do. Yeah, it's epic. And the next category is production design, and the nominees for this category are Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns. And Roma. 
So starting with Unibil, uh, who do you think is going to win this one and who do you want to win? I think the favorite is going to win for this. I think the production design on the favorite, that was one of the few things. I, I told you guys before when I saw the film, I was a little disappointed. I thought it was a good film, um, but it wasn't as as great as I thought it would be for an Oscar bait film, to be honest. But production is... Were we watching the same movie, Nabil? I know, we had different opinions, definitely. But uh, Not Black Panther? The favorite was, uh, I think, was definitely the best. I would like, actually, First Man to win because I was was really um, kind of enthralled into that that scene. Just even the suburbia, the homes that they were in. You know, I just saw that and was like, that's just, like, you feel like you're back in the the 60s just looking at that. So... Uh, for me, I think Mary Poppins Returns will win on this one. The set design on this movie are incredible. Yeah, it's one of those movies like I don't think this movie is going to win too many awards, but this will be the one that it'll win. That and maybe the the costumes and shit. But production design, I I I could see the favorite winning, but I think Mary Poppins takes the bait on this one. It's damn near like a play, dude. The entire movie. God damn it, James. We're just we're just agreeing on these first three, aren't we? I, I guess. I, I I agree. Mary Poppins Returns. And truthfully, if just, this is just from the brief footage that I've seen in this movie because I haven't seen it. Uh, I tried to go see it, but it wasn't close by. I think that, uh, yeah, just from what I've seen and just because of the name itself and because it's, you know, it's Mary Poppins. Everyone knows who the fuck that is. So I think that's for that reason, it's going to carry a biased opinion and it's going to win. However, the favorite, I I would want that one to win. Just because I, I really enjoyed that movie. I should have mentioned that one in movies that, that stood one, yeah. out, James. Yeah, that I was really fucking impressed with this one. Yeah, we didn't talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. I saw it with my one. brother, and real quickly, it's like it reminded me a lot of uh, Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon. Uh, but I actually would love Black Panther to to win this too. I don't think it's gonna win. I think it's I, no. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna win. Trust me. Like we love Black Panther here. We were huge fans of that movie. We're not saying no to that movie because we hate it. It's because we just the history of the academy we know what they're going to pick for the most part especially james he's like seen these things for the past decade so it it's like it's no offense to that movie we i mean just don't think it's gonna but win. for every black panther there's a fucking suicide squad so yeah true is. i mean sorry Very true academy award winning suicide, suicide squad, squad. <laughs> but yeah um it's for me yeah between mary poppins returns and the favorite all right let's move on here the one we're going over now is best sound editing and best sound mixing. I combine them both because a lot of times people think they're both the same, but they're not quite. But usually one wins and it wins both. It's usually not one or the other, which throws me off because sound editing has a movie that's not in sound mixing. Yep. So so sound editing, we have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. And then sound mixing, we have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. Between the two guys, just uh, what do you guys think? I think uh, sound editing would be Bohemian Rhapsody. I think that that they do they do a lot of montages in that film. <laughs> There's a lot of good ways of uh, putting in different sounds and uh, music in there. Uh, but sound mixing, A Star Is Born, hand down. I would agree with uh, with the Bills. I I would agree. Sound editing would be Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think sound mixing. Actually, I disagree with him with sound mixing. I think First Man. Really? I yeah. think First Man would win both of them, hands down. If both of you guys did not experience this movie in IMAX like I did, and if you did, I think your choices would be different because it's really good. On no, yeah, album. that's why I think it's going to win mixing. But Saturday, Editing too, I think it's going to win. Queen, man, come on. <laughs> I'll mention it, though, that I don't think a music by one has won in a long time, just to let you know. 
Yeah. But hey, maybe we'll, we'll maybe see. it's the one. We'll hey, see. fuck it. Maybe a quiet place wins fucking that change one, right? it up, right? The fuck is that movie doing here, guys? You know, actually, mm-hmm. as far as what we would want to win, I would want a quiet place to win. Yeah. I think. I don't I don't think it's gonna win too, no. but I wouldn't mind if that one won. I mean you could even you can even argue that Roma might win sound mixing and sound editing because it's it's Good. incredibly well done too. Yeah. So that's very true. See, I mean the scene, the See. opening scene. Is this is definitely really... one that I'm gonna have to dwell on yeah. before I make my official choice. But just some thoughts on it. I mean, editing and mixing are always so fucking hard to pick up, dude. Um, next is animated feature. The nominees for are Incredibles two, Owl of Dogs, Marais, Marai. I think is what it's on. Sorry, You've Ralph seen breaks... this movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say it in English. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Wow. Wait, yes and... they do. We saw it in English. And <laughs> Spider-Man into the <laughs> Spider-Verse. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Animated feature, I'd say Incredibles 2 is going to take it. Really? And I want Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse to take it. Actually, bold move there, too. Don't be shocked, because fucking Pixar wins a lot of times. Yeah, always find a way. And yeah. I mean, you might, you're like, as much as we want Spider-Man to win, I want that to win too. I'm not going to be shocked if uh, fucking Incredibles 2 wins out of nowhere. I agree. Oh, Incredibles same. 1 won the the year that it was nominated back in 04 or whatever it was. So, I mean, and that's not saying that, but I, Spider-Man's won a lot of the words leading up to it, but this is also kind of a toss-up for me too, so. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I really want Spider-Man to win, but... Um... It could be Incredibles too. Kind of hope Isle of Dogs nom- uh, wins as well. I, I really he's never won, so yeah, it'd be nice because I mean he got a, nominated for Fantastic Mr. But Fox he didn't too. win for that either. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a soft favorite for me too. Especially after recently seeing it, it'd be great. But fuck, I really want Spider Man. Yeah, no, I feel you. And the next two categories we're going to be going over are original score and original song. And for original score, the nominees are Black Panther, Black Klansman. If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. And for original song, it's All the Stars in Black Panther, I'll Fight, RBG, The Place Where the Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow, A Star is Born, When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And let's start with you, James. Who do you think will win in these two categories, and who would you want to win? Yeah, uh, original score, it's got to be, if Bill Street could talk. The score to this movie is damn near a character itself in this movie. It, it sets the mood for this film, and it is one of the most beautiful scores I have ever listened to. And that's what I want to win, too. So, I mean, it's a double for that one. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if out of nowhere fucking Mary Poppins Returns wins. But hopefully not. But I mean, it could happen. Musicals sometimes hit the score one because I mean, the scores in Mary Poppins Returns are quite catchy. But I really enjoyed the one if Bill Street could talk. Uh, original song, it's got to be Shallow, A Star is Born. But I've put all my eggs in this basket before for original <laughs> song and gotten burned. So I wouldn't be shocked if all the stars went for Black Panther. Yeah. Truthfully. Because that's a good song too. It is. Yeah. That's why it's a toss up again for me. Like, ah, oh, God dang it. Right. Because I've thought before that I was like, no way Moana's not going to win animated feature. Whoops. <laughs> Bam, right? That's not Pixar, bro. <laughs> Disney. I said I went for the fucking B-Squad. What about you, Nabil? Um, what do you think? I, you know, I haven't seen if Bill Street could talk, so I cannot speak to say what the score is. So for so based off of that process. Bill's like, I'm going to listen to the soundtrack this weekend, though. <laughs> back to, to back just to get a feel for it. Um, I'd, I'd like uh, Black Panther to win. Um, I think that they... Had, I think the the music was one of the compelling things too, 
there was there was a lot of good use of the tri- various African music okay, sounds. Sorry, you know, I make like, sure. <laughs> so I'll have what he's smoking. Um, I, w- I think I think Black no, Panther it's good was though. Weird. Yeah, I think, All jokes I think it's honestly, good. And I want. I mean, every one of these is good. Even Black Klansman yeah. has a really good soundtrack. It does. Yeah. So um, and those are good with song, the time and stuff like that too. Yeah. I think original song would be Shallow as well. Stars Born. I agree with you with the original score. I think Black Black Panther's gonna win it. However, I wouldn't mind if Bill Street could talk would win it. Definitely put twenty five on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. all in. I'm playing with fire here. We'll get these movies um, ready for you guys. <laughs> and a, a, a surprise of Mary Poppins returns gets it. I mean, again, it's got a popular name. I mean, dude, so. anything with I haven't a musical seen it, so like I can't this, speak for it. Anything with a musical though, it, it, it's like a yeah. wild card, dude. Yeah. yeah, it could definitely win all these categories. Just nominated for it, like fuck. Uh, or, original song, uh, shallow. The stars born. Hands down, I think it's going to win. Who do I want to win? I don't know. You'll see. Uh, but <laughs> Damn, I, <that's> serious. Okay. <laughs> okay, my bad. I'll fight by RBG, huh? <laughs> no. Um, uh, all the stars, I could see that winning, too, for Black Panther. I mean, it's, it was a such song, a good song. It would be great to get. So I agree with Kend- you on there, James. Kendrick Lamar to get an Oscar. Just saying. I'm like, damn, he won. He couldn't get that Grammy, but, uh, you know, he got himself an Oscar. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, Best Cinematography, which was added back into the Oscars now. Thank goodness. What the hell, guys? So for Cinematography, we have Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. What do you think, Nabil? I know, uh, just as a heads up, we did not see Never Look Away. No. It's a German foreign film that was just recently released in this area, and we just did not have time it's to see it. It's also like three and a half hours long. It's three hours and eight minutes long, and it's not, I mean... You know, I bet it's good. <laughs> um, it's a, it's honestly, it's a very tough uh, group in there, but I Solid really, ones, right? yeah, so some really good ones in there. But um, I'm gonna go for Roma. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest things for me in that film was just the cinematography, um, just the way things were shot. I mean, Alfonso Cuarón's uh, his signature. Uh, kind of panning uh, in, in camera movement is it's all over this film, um, and it. it Works so well with how he's telling the story. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just beautifully done. What about you, Marco? Uh, I would say the favorite. That's I just really think it chose incredibly well done. Yeah, yeah, very well done. It chooses very unique angles. It's it's a, a lot of it, especially when it focuses on the royalty. You're you're having a lot of angled shots, looking upwards, making you feel like a lower class than they do. I thought it was very smart. So I I appreciated that. But I would not be surprised if Roma takes it too. I wouldn't mind that one. I th- between me, it's like almost three of these. Like, the favorite could win. A Star is Born could still win. I mean, that was an Oscar favorite from the yeah. get-go. Cold War is incredibly well done, by the way, as it well. Is. I just don't think enough people saw it for this to win. Because, I mean, it comes down to how many people have seen it. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how the voting is on there. I think Roma's going to win, though. Yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked, though. Because I was talking to Bill beforehand. And it's like, the Academy absolutely hates Netflix. Don't yeah. be shocked if they get shunned out of this entire thing. But that's been kind of a common thread for it. But this might be the first movie to break through to it. So uh, Next categories, costume design and makeup and hairstyling. Uh, for, for you. For costume design. <laughs> the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. For makeup and hairstyling, we have Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. So what are you thinking, Marco? For costume design, I would say Mary Poppins Returns or even The Favorite. I know I, I, I'm favoriting The Favorite. No, no. Look at that. I just let you know, all these old like um, English kind of thing, they usually win. They do. So they I, win. yeah, not to cut into your thing, but between me, I think The Favorite of Mary Queen of Scots, which I did not see, by the way. 
I yeah, I didn't see that one. For, as far as makeup and hairstyling, I would say it was it would definitely be Mary Queen of Scots. Just just from the from what I've seen the trailer alone, and just because like we were saying, yeah, it's a, it's it's in that type of era where those movies win. So yeah, yeah. costume design for me, I think uh, the favorite or Mary Queen of Scots. I I don't know quite which one would win right as of right now. Because uh, once again, I didn't see Mary Queen of Scots, so. I'm at a disadvantage, so I need to maybe like I don't know, look at some photos of it, I guess. But makeup and hairstyling, Google some images. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, basically, right? I'm not buying that goddamn movie. So, <laughs> makeup and hairstyling, I think Vice will win because of the transformation of Dick Cheney, yeah, uh, Christian Bell into Dick Cheney. They did use some prosthetics on that as well, and I've seen how Border looks too, which I just don't think enough people saw it for it to win. So it's a Swedish film as well where a border guard, she has like a kind of weird looking face. I think Vice will win that one. And then for costume, I'm, it's a throw for me. What about you, Nibel? I'm I'm looking at the favorite for costume design um, over Mary Queen of Scots. Um, uh, there was just a lot more. See, because you, you saw Mary yeah, Queen of Scots. I saw Mary so Queen of like, Scots. So talk I, to me. I will tell you, Mary Queen of Scots does, you know, set in that period. Uh-huh. The, you know, Shisha Ronan has a lot of great costumes and so does Margot, Hardy, uh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> I don't know who Margot Hardy is, but um, the yeah. favorite is just way more ornate. They just, you know, with the queen and then Rachel Weisz's character and Amazon, like their dresses are all over the place and it's great. And nice. not even that, but um, the guy whose name I always forget, who plays uh, Beast in X Men, <laughs> he's got, <laughs> yeah, he's got, uh, he's got some cool costume. little, yeah, he's too, got yeah. little costume. So um, I definitely think that that's going to take it. Uh, for makeup and hairstyling, um, I do think that Vice will probably win. Um, I'd like to see Mary Queen of Scots win for that. Um, just because they do a really good job with Margot Robbie's character when it comes to uh, her her makeup and hair and what they did with that. But, Damn um, it, Nipple's got a one-up on us. Yeah, but I think Vice is the... So make me watch this goddamn movie. <laughs> I w- I don't, don't waste your... Wait just till a perfect DVD. costume design and makeup yeah. and fucking hairstyling. Wait till it comes out on DVD. Okay, the next category is Adapted Screenplay. And the nominees for this section are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, can you ever forgive me? If Beale Street could talk, and a star is born, Nabil, who do you think is going to win this one? What do I want to win? A star is born for sure. That's what I want to win. I think this would be the moment where either you're all in on a star is born or yeah, you're not. Exactly. From these categories going forward, you're either banking in that you think a star is born is going to win this and sweep everything, or something else is going to win. But from what I've heard of if Beale Street could talk, I feel like that might actually have its moment there because it didn't get nominated for best picture. Um, but I'm really kind of rooting for a Star is Born here. Uh, I actually think uh, Black Klansman will win this one. Oh. Because um, I think, I mean, out of all the adapted ones, it's, I think it's one of the better ones out of this list here, too. Um, this is this is a tough category, though. There's there's a lot of good nominees here. I don't think Ballad Buster Scruggs has any fucking chance, so don't think that one's going to win, and I don't think Kenny Ever Forgive Me is going to win. So truthfully, it's between Black Klansman, Bill Street, and Star is Born. But... Um, I'm kind of torn between them. So. I'm opposite of you, James. I think uh, if Beale Street could talk, a win, and I would want Black Klansman to win this one. I think it. I think it should. I mean, it's a really good movie. As well, I really like if Beale Street could talk too. Uh, so I'm okay with either one of these, but I think Beale Street will take it. All right. So we got a uh, best original screenplay. We have the favorite, first reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. I would say, elegant <laughs> movies, yeah. dude. Like all, all five of these movies are really good. So. I uh, I say Green Book takes it with a soft favorite being uh, Vice. Those are my two picks. But uh, Green Book, I'm hey, I enjoyed it. I could see it winning this one for sure. What about you, Nabil? 
I want uh, First Reform to win. I really liked the, the how that... It could, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I like how that film played out. I liked the writing in that film. Um, I liked the story. That's weird, because truthfully, yeah. Nabil, I didn't think you were going to like that movie. Really? Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little too weird for you. It, it got a little weird at the end, but I think... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> overall, I... am not sure what you're talking about. I, was, <laughs> I wanted to know what was going on the whole time, like, just listening to the dialogues and the conversation. Do you kind of wish that you knew more at the end? You're like, I wonder what happened. I do. I yeah, kind of want to get a better picture of that. But um, I think also Romo could win for this one, and... That's another reason is that it's kind of stuff that we've already talked about. Like that film is very real. You know, it's, 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 there's nothing, it's about real setting, real place, real people, um, and real dialogue. And I think that that is, he did a great job portraying that on screen. The actors, you know, did a great job bringing that all to life too. So I I think that that's a really uh, good contender. Yeah, I agreed. I think the favorite or Roma could win. Uh, I'm not sure which one. I want to win yet. So truthfully, I think I'm going to go, I, I guess I'm going all in on Roma at this point. Because yeah. this is like where you have to make the choice. Yeah, like these yeah. last two are like, this is it. Everything forward needs to be kind of coincides with these picks. That's how I kind of look at things. Although I could see first reform winning. I mean, it could that be. That guy is yeah. 70 something years old. Let me give you a little history. Never been nominated before, by the way. Has written some of the greatest movies ever. And the Oscars love to do this thing where they, get, when it's your time, they let you Send win up. finally. Yeah. They've done it for several people that out of nowhere came out of nowhere and mm. you would have never thought they'd win. And then they win. I mean, they did it for Leo. Well, no, Leo deserved well, yeah. that one, dude. Come on, dude. I mean, he deserved one for a while. So uh, they finally gave him 70 years yeah. in the making, though? And no, like not that. I mean, <laughs> I would have I would have thrown in the yeah. towel after 70 years. First reformer would be the one that I'd want to probably win just because it'd be kind of cool to see it win. Um, but I'm going to go with Roma. Although yeah. the favorite could win too, so fuck, I don't know. There's like three there's of them. so much of it. So we're there's not so, yeah, all there's, five could win. Yeah, there's one I definitely would want to win on this one. Yeah. Next category is best actor in a supporting role. We have Mahershala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Sam Rockwell, Rockwell, jeez, for Vice. It's okay. <laughs> You've got Just it. Love that guy. Uh, what do you think, James? What do, who are you looking at here? Uh, I think Mahershala Ali will be adding his second statue to his collection for this one. Once again, though, Sam Elliott's never been nominated for an Academy Award, mm. and he has some of probably the best scenes in Stars Born, yeah. so I wouldn't be shocked if he wins either. And truthfully, I could see Sam Rockwell winning, but there's a lot of negativity toward Vice yeah. for this Academy Award, so I feel like I feel like Vice might get like one of those little too doesn't win shit things, even yeah. though it gets nominated for a ton of them, you know? So I wouldn't be shocked. That's just strategy-wise, but uh, Mahershala Ali, I think, will win. I agree with Mahershala Ali. Uh, I think that his performance is powerful enough in that movie that uh, he's he's earned it. So I can see him definitely taking this one. I could also see, as far as the supporting role, M. Driver in Black Klansman. I can see him take this one, too. So either one of those two, um, I wouldn't mind. But uh, Sam Elliott, he's been in so many movies for the for decades on end. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really like that's what I mean. Like any one of those three for me. Yeah. Uh, I just can't so, see Adam Driver winning because somebody was like, the white guy wins for the quote unquote black yeah, movie, yeah. and they would get some negative publicity off that too. Definitely would, um, especially during this time. Um, I think this is the first one we've actually all three uh, fully agreed on, and I also am with Mahershala Ali. Um, and honestly, James, again, the scene where they're in the rain. Oscar oh my scene. god! Same thing. I'm just gonna bring it up. <laughs> yeah. That's the Oscar scene. We're in goddamn sync right now. Okay, the next category is Best Actress in a Supporting Role, and the nominees are Amy Adams in Vice, 
Marina de Tavira in Roma, Regina King in Beale Street Katak, Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Wise also in The Favorite. So, James, who do you think is taking this one, and who would you want? I mean, this could be like a couple, couldn't it, technically, after this one? Outside of Amy Adams and Marina de Tavira. I think it comes down to The Favorite of Beale Street Katak. Um, Regina King's been winning a lot of these, but yeah. she didn't win like two of the bigger awards, I guess, the BAFTA and something else, which is kind of troubling. I want Regina King to win because I really did like her role in If Bill Street Could Talk. I think it's a very powerful portrayal of how far a mother will go to help her family. But man, I would not be shocked either if Rachel Weisz wins for The Favorite because she does incredibly well in that movie. Good picks. Um, what about you, Nabil? I'm on the same page. Um, I think Rachel Weiss will uh, win, but I, from what I've heard and read about if Bill Street could talk um, and the buzz around Regina King, I feel like that could be a solid choice. That could also be a political choice based off of uh, you know the last few years. I'm not that. You know, just saying. But <laughs> I know. Um, I think Rachel Weiss is a a good good favorite. Yeah, the favorite. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. favoring the favorite. Look, look at that, guys. That. Jesus, God. we're just full of uh, original puns here. <laughs> I would say uh, Marina de Tavira. Would win for Roma. Yeah, I said it in Spanish. Look at that. Right. Flexing my skills. Uh, so I I could see her taking that one in Roma. I thought her performance is really great. And um, I know it's a Netflix movie, and they're probably going to snub them, but you never know. They could be full of surprises. Uh, second favorite would be Regina King of Bill Street Could Talk. I agree with uh, what James said there. So I, I'd say it's between those two. All right, so we have Best Actor in a Leading Role. Christian Bale in Vice, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at, Eat, at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. Christian Bale for me. Um, that's who the I think is going to win. That's kidding. who I want to win. Um, the actors, I mean, it's a good, good company he's in, but the one thing I got out of Vice was that when Christian Bale is uh, Dick Cheney, like... Oh, I thought you were gonna be like when he's not on screen. No, <laughs> when he's in full makeup as Dick Cheney. Out of all the other characters in that film, like that was. And the Oscars love when a motherfucker yeah, gains forty five pounds. Yeah. By the so, way, so I'm all in for for. Uh, I mean, Christian he Bell. became that role. She he really 20, did. She put twenty four for that one. <laughs> what about you, Marco? Uh, I say uh, Bradley Cooper wins it for Stars oh, Born. He's playing with his heart right now, guys. No, he could win though. He, too. he could win, dude. Yeah, you know what? I think Stars Born's a really. I gotta high give this motherfucker this a high five. <laughs> Better choice than last year. Dan yes, mainly because he didn't get the direct, the director one. He's no, not he nominated not. for that, so I I could see him easily getting this one. But I agree, Christian Bale in Vice because of his full transformation. I could see him easily winning this one too. Uh, who else would I want to win this one? Rami Malek because I'm a huge fan of his. But we shall see. I think it's between Christian Bale and Rami Malek. Yeah. Man, it's really tough between those two. So this is not going to be one I score high because, man, this can go fucking anywhere. And it could be a surprise. Yeah. I mean, watch out of nowhere fucking Viggo Mortensen wins. I'm like, my God. Also, love Viggo Mortensen. But <laughs> He's even he really said, good, but... Even he said, why am I playing in Italian? <laughs> he yeah. was like, so, I don't know why I'm doing this. Ray Malik is Freddie Mercury, and I mean, he plays it so well. And But his story of winning all this stuff has been kind of a... Fairy tale, like yeah. unexpected to the max, like was not expected to win. So I think Christian Bell is going to win for Vice. Next is Best Actress in a Leading Role. Um, and I'm going to butcher the name. So uh, we're going to try and make Marco proud. Uh, Yelitsa Aparicio for Roma. Close enough. That's good. Uh, Glenn Close for The Wife. 
Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? So what are you thinking, James? Man, uh, God, all these ones are fucking tough, dude. Yeah. Like, no offense to Yolita, she's not going to win. It's going to be between Glenn Close and, fuck, I don't know, man. Glenn Close is probably going to win. Because she's been killing it. But once again, you can't assume because no. she's been winning the other ones. Because if change. that was the case, Mickey Rourke would have won a fucking couple years back. <laughs> and James it wouldn't have broken my goddamn that. heart. Yeah. I was like... Burned. I was like, yeah, let's go give it to fucking Harvey Milk, I guess. But fuck, man. Don't be shocked if Olivia Coleman wins, though, man. I wouldn't be. She's so yeah. good in the favorite she as really the queen. Is. She's really good. Like She's a seal, scene stealer and everyone, too. And I said Lady Gaga could win, too. Melissa McCarthy, no, you're not going to win, so... But you know what? She good for her. her for being nominated because she yeah. is a really good actress. So, uh, isn't it funny? Just the, the year... chemistry between her and Bradley Cooper, yeah. man. It's it's it right there. L- what Lady well, Gaga? No, I meant he uh, met Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah. sorry. Isn't it funny? No, we who, went from uh, a movie no, where man. she's doing syrup with puppets <laughs> to getting <laughs> nominated for an Academy Award. The same year. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, James, you mentioned that you were expecting her to like fall or do something funny or fucking do cocaine off a staircase or something i don't know what was gonna happen man you know what i really liked her in that fucking movie dude yeah she, she was fucking amazing, amazing. She yes good. okay she, melissa mccarty was amazing in that movie so yes. just saying uh what about you guys or uh, glenn close for the wife uh i say he's gonna take it but i could also see Lady Gaga. Like we can all agree, this could be a big like spoiler, like oh, a yeah. big like oh shit. Like, Definitely. Who? But I I would really want Yalitza Aparicio to take it, but I I don't see it. But I, man, it'd be she cool. Was, she's incredible. If you haven't seen Roma and you have Netflix, watch that shit. Sorry, if not, it's gotta be hit up Marco. He'll give you your password. Yeah, come on, I'll give it to you. It's uh. It- <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you? It's Devo? I am Kylo Ren. All caps. <laughs> all caps. Um, is really, it weird that I don't really want Lady Gaga to win? I mean, I think she was great. I really do, but I really don't. And she might. Tell but me I really some, don't want. Tell her me to something win. good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, son of a bitch. Is it because she's already an accomplished singer, and it's like she's already I got think, all these other? I accolades? think she got this one. Like she's she did American Horror Story. She's you know she's gotten Emmys for that. She's uh, obviously she won a lot of awards in for this show. Machete film. kills. I know what else. Yeah. She was in Machete Kills. <laughs> this is not her and first time acting. No, it's not. And so she's done. I, know, I haven't seen that one. You're not missing out. You're not missing out. Please don't. Um, but I think that the that the film, for her acting-wise, I don't know if it was really at this caliber this, the, the, with this category of people in here. Um, I think, for me personally, Glenn Close. Um, but also, I'm really kind of hoping Olivia Coleman wins because she too, was actually. amazing in that film. And she um, won the... Uh, BAFTA. She won the BAFTA, which yeah. is sometimes is more prominent than the Golden Globe, by the For way. For sure. Yeah, well, they're much more, I think, it's critical to win that one, on think. Uh, yeah. the BAFTAs than they are with the Golden Globes. And The Favorite was just another really good movie. Yeah. So I, really liked it, I was I like, think. I know I've been saying it all goddamn night. <laughs> I know, man. That movie is good. It was surprisingly good. Yeah. I was, That's why when I saw it, I was like, you should probably check it out, dude. Um, so, I mean, I really would like Olivia Coleman, but I think that Glenn Close has a better shot at it. All right. And the next category is Best Director. And the nominees for this one are Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Powell Pawlowski for Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. And I apologize for botching <laughs> some of those names. I think you, I think you nailed, I think you nailed it, though. Sweet. So, uh, Nabil, who do you think is taking this one? I think uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, for sure. Just 
for for the the all the other categories, films are great. Loved them. Um, I thought they were all really well done. But I just think Roma just was just that much better than all of them. You got no uh, no nope, second no contender. No, I'm all, all in. Hands down, all yeah. see, all in, all in, all in. Roma. Okay. Yeah, it's Roma. No, no contest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't see. I mean, Spike Lee, first time ever nominated. Yeah. That might. I highly Could doubt it something. though. Yeah. I just can't see anyone else winning on this fucking list, dude. Yeah. Uh. I. I Roma. Yeah, I can see, uh, but I I agree, James. I can see Spike Lee getting this one though. I I can I can see it. I mean, maybe it would be like the the surprise of the night, like oh shit, and then he's gonna say something fucking wild on stage. You know what I mean? No, finally, thirty years I was. He's like Kaepernick was right, and then he's gonna take a bow, like oh shit, okay, this is cool. I mean, I can see him do it. I mean, hey, he wouldn't be wrong. But um, I could see Alfonso Cuarón winning for Roma too, and fuck, he's one of my favorite directors too. Which, I mean, it leads into Best Picture, so it usually correlates to this. So I think we know what we're all going to pick here. Uh, Best Picture, then. The final category, we have Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Black Panther. That's what we're going for, guys. I know. it. You don't even have to say it. We can end the podcast here. Done. That's our Marvel. Good night, everybody. That's, that's it. <laughs> Marvel right. 2019 and beyond. Boom. Here Suck we it. go. Suck it, DC. No, I'm just kidding. How'd you like them apples? <laughs> no, I think Roma will win. Yeah, Roma as well. Roma is the one I want to win. Or here's a scenario, guys. Oh, no. We totally botched every category before this, <laughs> and fucking A Star Is Born or Green Book or The Favorite takes all this shit. Jeez. I mean, it, it could happen. It, it could. could. Like uh, we, we're, we're we're leaning toward a specific way that we think the Academy War is going, which is never going to happen. No. We're never going to ace this thing. I've gotten close one year, like four years ago. <laughs> Only because the categories were so like against, like it's so easy to tell who's gonna win, and I actually messed up on it. It was like an anime. It's an anime film, fucked up. But hey, you know what? I could see a Star Wars Warren taking this one too. It could, yeah, but it could. if that happens, that means a lot of these other things are gonna align True. correctly for that to win. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but even shit, the favorite uh, but, could win too. Yeah, but you know, fuck, I wouldn't mind a Black Klansman win it. Fuck, I highly I'll doubt it, it, but I mean, I'm just saying it could just, just it could go that way for the night. And we're like, wow, yeah. we fucked up. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, fuck! I would love Roma to take this one, hands down. I would down. love fucking Black Panther to win. I would. I would like Black Panther. I would like Black Panther to win, it's not, to win it's too. Not, let's not, let's yeah. face it though; it will not win. No, no, it will not win. It will not. Uh, if it win. wins, I want to see will. our faces. It's like week. it's like I mentioned last time. It's Oscar bait. It's to you know get more viewership, and I get it. And again, like James said, we're not knocking that fucking movie. Like you said in our I last saw it three times. It's, last it's year, a so, really good you know, movie. Dude, all eight of these movies are really good movies. Yeah, yeah. Also, eight films. It's a lot of films. Could have done more, by the yeah. way. There's, that's not the max for it, too. What is the max? I want to say it's 10 or more 12. No, I think it's 10. That's like, first off, snub wise, I'm like, I can't believe eighth grade didn't get nominated for anything. And it just won a huge award last night, by it the way. It did. Yeah, Writer's Guild. Which award. is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that movie's really good. It's on um, Amazon Prime right now, too, if you guys are Yes, I saw. I'm going to go see that. That's a good one, too. And I mean,. I mean, blind spot. You got to have money to promote this shit out, dude. Like Nabil was telling me earlier. I got to sell like, it. Like, Roma is, Netflix is going all in. They they really are going all in on this one. So They're spending every dime they can. Yep. So, guys, that is our Oscar previews and discussion. You will see on our social medias. We will post it right before the start of it, just to give everybody a fighting chance here. Yes. Our picks and our point systems allotted to each category. And, and we we may throw some categories out in our Instagram for you guys to 
decide on your own who may or may not take it so yeah and once again in that one we will have all the categories so all the the five that we skipped will be uh picked as well so don't fret about that uh thank you guys for listening feedback response and reviews marco let them know how they can reach us Check us out on all our social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at MoviePalsPod. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. As James was saying, thank you all for listening to us, for checking us out on our social media, the follows, the likes, checking out our stories too. We really appreciate it, as well as all the shout-outs. Keep doing that, and we love you all. All right, guys, so stay tuned for our next pod where we'll be going over the Oscar winner results, find out who lost, find out who won. and Find we... out what Nabil and I will be watching recommended by James. <laughs> I, I mean, I highly doubt it. And our tentative film right now, we are going to be doing the new Tommy Riso duology, oh God. Best Friends Part 1 oh and 2. Oh, my God. That should have been nominated. <laughs> Why are we being tortured? I don't understand. Um, Tommy follows our podcast, so relax, buddy. Torture. So until then, guys, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. <laughs>